This is the second podcast created from the oral histories collected in 2012 for Sheep Tales and is part of the Illuminated Sheep Project. Today we are going to hear about lambing from Tony Eiley, David Lockie, Stella Hunter and Chris Tate. Marion McWilliam will begin with lambing on the hill. I would be very early teens when I was first allowed to, to actually pull a lamb out. Oddly enough, with the hill sheep, you don't have to assist very often. When you do have to, there is a problem, possibly untangling twins or their back to front or something. Our lambings were pretty much taking care of the lambs once they were on the ground, making sure twins were together and she hadn't lost one or the who had not stolen somebody else's. Lambing was usually later in April, so in general the weather was all right. I can recall lambing in snowstorms, which was horrible. You just went out in the morning thinking, well, what am I going to find? And the lambing storm would pass, and the sun would shine again, and, and everything was, was great. Out on the hills, the Coquit, uh, College Valley or Langley Ford Valley, when you got bad weather, it could be extremely difficult. The lambing can be affected by the autumn tupping time, as well as the weather in lambing time, and the condition of the sheep. We're getting wetter summers at the moment, so the hills are growing a vast amount of grass. The sheep are in good fettle with the wetter summers, so... In the autumn, when the tubs go out, you would expect to have a lot of twins the following spring. Tony Eiley is going to tell us some of the problems of lambing sheep on the hill. Chiviot sheep were lambed on the hill. So you, you went round the hill every day, twice a day, and uh, dealt with any problems. You always had trouble with cowpies, that sheep getting on the backs, and you have to get them up, otherwise the crows kill them or the foxes kill them generally tried to keep them on the feet and keep them going. If you turned your back, they would hang a lamb. It was just terrible. As the lambs would get the heads out and couldn't get the shoulders out and the, the front legs, they would choke to death after a certain amount of time. David Lockie is going to tell us about taking the sheep indoors to lamb and includes some rather gory details. Lambing time, of course, was very important. My father and the shepherd both worked through the day and stayed up alternate nights and uh, obviously it was a hectic time. We used to lamb them inside, which was quite revolutionary in those days, I suppose. Most people lambed outside. The, generally the system was you made a temporary uh, square thatched over with straw, with a bunch of straw tied up the sides as well. It was in a different place every year for, uh, for disease purposes. And then when they used lamb, they were put into a pen for 24 hours. And then you drove them out to the fields, and as they got older, you could drive them out to further and further fields. I would like to mention castrating the lambs, because I think my father would be the, one of the last to do it the old-fashioned way. And what you did was you waited till the lambs were six or eight weeks old, and they were all out in the fields, and you made a temporary pen uh, with the nets you used when you were uh, folding them on turnips in the winter. And you made a sort of funnel so you could drive the sheep into this pen. And then the children and perhaps one or two tractormen had the job of catching the lambs. You gripped the lamb with a, 
with a fore leg and a back leg in each hand and held it up on your chest so that it's, the underside of the lamb was facing outwards and the lamb's, the lamb's head was next to yours and you held it up on your shoulder. And my father had a very sharp knife and he just whipped off the, the tail of the ewe lambs and put that down and he put the lamb outside the pen that ran away around the field. And the male lambs had to be castrated so he would cut off the lower half of the scrotum with the knife, sharp knife, and then he used to draw the testicles out with his teeth. And that was the traditional way. Once he'd done a field of sheep, his face was actually covered in blood. And he was <laughs> most reluctant to give that up. When welfare uh, laws started to come in the 1960s, the, uh, that was the traditional way that you drew the testicles with your teeth. I have to say, I, n- <laughs> I never did it. <laughs> Once you'd done, done all the lambs, uh, they were back in the field. You let the ewes out. You counted the lamb tails and you knew how many lambs you had. This Northumbrian farmer is going to tell us how sometimes Mother Nature needs a hand. He took a lamb off a triplet and uh, you'd bottle feed it. If you wanted a lamb to set on, you would give it to the ewe that uh, lost its lamb. You'd skin the one that died and you'd just uh, put it over the back of the, of the one that you were putting onto the ewe and very often it, she would smell it the same as what she was used to it. She would know it was her lamb. She would take it you wouldn't have to bottle feed it, you see. But some lambs did need to be bottle fed and that was Stella Hunter's speciality. Get their ears dried with old towels. My sister-in-law's a hairdresser, so she saves me all her old towels. I've got a fan heater, and you make a little tent, and they're in there to get some warmth. And I give give them my lotions and potions, rehydration, and it's four hours from brought in perished until you expect to see any recovery. I like to see them, so I'm always plugged in the corner of the kitchen. I can see them as I walk past them every five two minutes. I don't lose very much. I get quite upset if I do. The birth rate is going up, but not everybody sees it as an advantage, as Chris Tate tells us. We scanned out here the highest Langley Fords ever scanned this time because we had such a good mild winter. We scanned out at 140% on average, and normally it's about 120% here. It's, it's, it's a lot better as how it used to be, and there's a lot more twins. That's not always a good thing, like in my opinion. like. In an ideal world, I would want every year to go away with one good lamb, rather than go away with two weaker lambs. It makes it a bigger job finishing them at the end of the year. But in an ideal world, like I say, if everything went away with one lamb, I think I would, I would be a lot happier. The, the man getting the, the check at the end of the day above us, maybe not as happy, but it would make my job a lot easier. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed hearing the Northumbrian shepherds share their experience of lambing.